Good morning and welcome to our God's Word for Today devotional. Our text for today is in Romans chapter 10, verse 5 to 7. And let me read to us once again in our English Standard Version. For Moses writes about the righteousness that is based on the law, that the person who does the commandments shall live by them. But the righteousness based on faith says, Do not say in your heart, Who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down. Or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead? But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. Now Paul's argument to the Jews who don't believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and don't receive the righteousness that God has offered to them in Christ is that the words of the gospel or the gospel is near to their to their heart. We learned yesterday that Christ has fulfilled the law unto righteousness in Romans chapter 10, verse 4. And this statement and this truth was consistent to what Moses had taught in the Old Testament. Particularly in Leviticus chapter 18, verse 1 to 5, which Moses had alluded here, this particular part in Leviticus 18, 1 to 5, described a path for to righteousness to those who keep the law and live by the commandments of the law. In that context of the Old Covenant, this was a means to Israel to honor their relationship with God and obtain His earthly blessings. In other words, if you obey, I will bless you. If you disobey, I will not bless you. If you obey, I will bless you and save you. But if you don't follow the law and you don't keep the law, the wrath of God will be be upon you. But sadly, this condition, nobody can possibly maintain. Nobody can obey God perfectly. Paul said in Galatians chapter 3, verse 21, For if a law had been given that could give life, then righteousness would indeed be by the law. So righteousness cannot be by keeping the law. Otherwise, we should have kept the law ourselves without God coming down in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ to sacrifice for us. Nobody is perfect. Romans 3, 10, 23, we always remind these verses that all have come short of the glory of God. All have sinned. Jesus expressed this impossibility of perfecting the law by saying in his epistle in James chapter 2, verse 10, For whoever keeps the law, or the whole law, but fails in one point, has become guilty of all of it. Those who seek to be justified before God based on their deeds are doomed to failure. Romans chapter 3 verse 20. In other words, we are really hopeless and helpless with respect to obeying the law. We cannot obey the law perfectly. We are all guilty. Imagine what James had said. If we keep the whole law, take for example the Ten Commandments, you do the Nine Commandments and you fail in one. According to James, you will be guilty of all. In other words, it's either you will do it all or you have done nothing at all. It's either you perfected the law by obeying the law yourself perfectly or you have not really obeyed it. Because even if you obey 99% of it but fail only 1%, you are still guilty of the whole law. That is why God came into the rescue. God promised 
even before Christ, to establish a new covenant to resolve these flaws, this problem of man. And this was expressed by Jeremiah in Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 31 to 34. This is the new covenant. Let me read to, to, to us this particular statement of Jeremiah. Jeremiah 31, 31 to 34. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. Not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant that they broke, though I was their husband. Though I, when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, my, my covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, declares the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And no longer shall each one teach his neighbor and each brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. Take note of this statement from Jeremiah that God will put the law in their hearts and in their mouth so that there's no need anymore to coerce and manipulate or force people to obey the law or to love God because this is what God will do to the heart. He will change the heart in this new covenant. God will initiate to change heart in order that that heart will love the Lord and we now have that ability and the intention and, and the, the power to obey the law. God said that the command of God to love him, to obey him, that he had given to Israel would not be hard for them to do anymore. They should not ask who will ascend into heaven to find out this information. They already have the command in their mouths and in their hearts. As Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 14 says, in other, in other words, Christ is at reach now. It means that Christ is available now. Christ came down. Are they going to expect some new person to go to heaven to find the Messiah and to meet the Messiah? It's a futile attempt to bring Christ down when he has already come down and walked among them. That's why we are reminded during Christmas that Christ came down and became man in order to dwell among us. We don't need to go up into heaven and seek for the Messiah because he revealed himself in Christ. Or are they going to expect someone to descend into the abyss to bring the Messiah up? Does not the Bible tell us that Jesus died on the cross and when he died, he was buried. And during the three days, he descended into the abyss to the place of the dead. And then he ascended back to earth before ascending to heaven already. Seen by many people, 500 people at one time, Jesus became alive. We don't need that somebody will go into the abyss or the place of the dead in order to find the Messiah. In other words, Paul's argument to them is that salvation is very near to them. It's not only in their mouth, it's not only on their lips, but even in their hearts. Salvation is very near to them in Christ who perfected the law for us. They are so near because of the spirits working in their hearts. They are so near, yet so far, because 
they hold on unto their own unbelief. They miss the given free gift of salvation in Christ because of their unbelief. As the saying goes, a miss by an inch is the same as a miss by a mile. How are you today? I pray that when you listen to the word of God, listen to the gospel, you don't dwell in your unbelief. Sometimes you think that we believe when in fact it's just a mental belief. It's just a mental ascent. And I pray that this morning, today's devotional, we will search our hearts whether we believe him, we believe on Christ heartily in our hearts. Because most of us have known that Christ came down in order to die at the cross for our sins, but it's just a historical fact. Jesus is just a figment of the history. But did we really receive and trust the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior? Certainly and heartily and sincerely in our hearts. Otherwise, we will miss the salvation freely given by God to us. We cannot presume. You cannot presume that you are a Christian by just your mental knowledge. You must decide to believe in Christ. You must accept that you are a sinner and you have to repent for your sins and believe in Christ and that his sacrifice at the cross was the finest sacrifice, perfect, that has fulfilled the righteousness that God requires so that you can have this eternal life, so that you can have this freedom. May God bless us. Father, thank you for your word this morning. Bless us our hearts, Lord. Lord, thank you that in this devotional, in the past few weeks, we were we are reminded always of the gospel. We are reminded always of how futile is to obey the law, how futile is to, to, to do good in order to be righteous. For we know that no amount of trying, no amount of our own ability that can make us righteous, Lord. We always fail. But thank you that we, we are not helpless or hopeless because you love us. You send your only begotten son, Jesus. And that his sacrifice at the cross was the perfect sacrifice so that if we believe in him, we can have eternal life and we can be sure that we will not receive the wrath of God. In his name we pray. Amen. Mm -hmm.